Hey HBs, we're here for Heaving Bosoms Ask a Badass, where we spotlight readers and lovers of romance every week to show the world the awesome multitudes you contain. Make sure to join us on Monday, December 16th for a special episode. Podcast fave Tiffany Rice joined me to recap Mary Bellog's A Christmas Promise, and we had oodles of fun. She continued her lifelong tradition of being an absolute treasure and delight, and even managed to deliver us some excellent hate-fucking. Seriously, we don't know how she does it. And now, we have Clippy herself, Anne C. That's right, you get to hear from the personage that Aaron and I are always shouting at when we don't know facts. She pulled off her green accountant's visor, came out from behind her lawyer lamp and typewriter, climbed her mountains of books in the most beautiful evening wear, and delivered herself in all of her ink-smudged glory just for you. Here we go. Hey, Anne. Hello, Natalie. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing okay. I am wearing pajamas. Oh. Um, I'm sitting with a warm blanket on my body because it is um, now fall, very short fall season here in Illinois, becoming winter closer every day. I'm not, it's not that I'm not prepared. I'm a cold weather person, but I need supplies, pajamas. <laughs> Warm blankets, slippers. Need to get all like bundled up and then you're ready yeah. for the weather. So for those of you that don't know, I'm talking with Anne C. <laughs> Hello. She wears many hats in the cult. Um, usually most of them involve fact checking. <laughs> I'm and... your ombudsman. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, she'll just give you a gentle nudge and be like, did you mean this word? When you said that word in a very the nicest way ever, I've never you've never ever been like condescending or a know it all. You're always just so helpful. It's it's amazing. One of my greatest fears. I <laughs> never ever want to be condescending because um, I have learned so much from so many people who have always felt like they aren't the smartest person in the room, and I, yeah. I know I'm a smart person. I mm-hmm. I know I know a lot. But mm-hmm. it's always important to listen and learn from other people and pretty much let yourself be humbled by someone who doesn't think they are as smart as you and let yeah, them know absolutely. that, no, really, you're a lot smarter than you think. And there's a lot of different kinds of intelligence. And so I really, really try to focus on not coming off as a show off or know it all because I don't want anyone to ever feel like like they can't contribute yeah absolutely yeah you never come off that way ever so hey i mean that goal achieved i don't know about any of this i um used to think i was very smart and then in my current job i have to count money in front of other human beings often oh no which is my nightmare and i have to do things with money and numbers and i accidentally charged someone 410 (gasps) dollars the other day instead of 41 dollars uh, it's my biggest shame. It overdrafted her debit account. And I didn't, I just was like horrified. And I, I mean, I reversed it right away, but like the damage had already been done. And I was just horrified. You're just like, because this was a numbers nightmare. This is a nightmare. Are not my strong suit. I am a people person. And that is basically where my strengths end. <laughs> it's a very, very good strength. Not everyone can be a, a numbers person. You can't all numbers. I mean, I know. I just need a numbers person to just like walk around with me all the time, though. Just a human calculator. Oh, you need to make change? My numbers person will take care of that for you. <laughs> Here, please pass your money to this other individual who is capable of doing things like that. That's the funny thing. I totally thought growing up, because my dad is an engineer, and he's mm-hmm. a very, very, very smart dude. And he's an aerospace engineer. He works with mm-hmm. satellites and rockets. Yeah. This is his passion, apparently, yeah. since he was a child. But mm-hmm. um, I always thought, oh, he's the numbers guy. Uh, if I need yeah. help with my math homework, go to my dad, who does math <laughs> every day. Of course, we'll explain yeah. it. But um, 
the problem with learning about math and learning math from someone who loves math, Mm -hmm. like legitimately loves it, thinks it's the most exciting thing to ever happen since sliced bread. Yeah. They want to teach you all the shortcuts, all the tricks, (laughs) all the fun things you can do with math. And (laughs) But I just need to do this one thing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So you're like, hey dad, it's like six o'clock in the evening. Um, can you help me with my math homework? Four hours later. Yeah, Dad, exactly. we haven't finished problem one. He's like, no, 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 but I need to teach you this one really cool trick. And yeah. as soon as you learn yeah. this, you can learn this other trick. And it's like, please, Dad, no. But I just need to go to sleep. <laughs> My dad, he's not an engineer or any, he just likes, is good at math and can do it in his head. But so then like him explaining why something is the way it is, it that does not, he's like, oh, well, you just do that. Okay, but for like, just pretend like I can't do that. Like if I couldn't do that, how would you do that? It's like, <laughs> so so imagine that I just really don't get this. Imagine I needed to show my work on a paper. Imagine. Like how do I get how to point I A? How would I show my work? <laughs> how do I go from A to B showing every step? Like, you just go to B. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a, a math and do you do math I, things? I do not math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a history, though. Like, you like history and knowledge and other things that aren't math, though. Yes. History, English, uh, really weird pop culture stuff. Yeah. You And you do fencing and stuff like that. Like, you're like a Renaissance woman. You, <laughs> like, you know a lot of different things. And you're good at a lot of different things, right? There's, I don't know, good is very difficult to say but um i'm very passionate about things i like mm-hmm. learning about new things um mm-hmm. history do you like find a new topic and then you just like sink yourself into it and you just come up gasping for air like 3 days later like <laughs> what happened <laughs> do you like have a camera in my house <laughs> yeah um i joked one time about Uh, This intersects lovely with another passion of mine, which is Mm -hmm. uh, fan fiction. Mm -hmm. But I was I was writing a fanfic and I went down this tunnel of research in which I was just looking up lace making (laughs) and how how to throw lace and what kind of lace is like, you know, lace. That was it. (laughs) Although I think a lot of authors do do that, especially like regency authors and things like that or when you want to get facts correct you just you want to make sure you see this fact and you're like well i need to make sure that that's a fact so i need to look up another source for that fact and then six sources later like and here's another fact and now i need to verify (laughs) so you read a lot but you read a lot of romance too right oh yes what was your gateway drug to romance (laughs) well the wheel weaves as it wills (laughs) As I have heard. And um, I don't know, call it fate, call it destiny, <laughs> uh, call it somebody forgot their book <laughs> backstage at the mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. theater. It was the book trying to but, find you, Anne. Let's all be, let's all be honest. Yeah, I was um, backstage and I found this romance book and it actually was supposed to be in an uh, English teacher's like bookshelf. Oh. Because she had like a yeah. whole collection of books and I knew who the teacher was. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just grab this book and I'll be sure to put it back in because I have her class at some point. But while I have it. I picked it up. (laughs) But while I have it and I have a few, you know, minutes, I'll just flip through it. And it was Nora Roberts' Jewels of the Sun. So many, so many gateways have started with Nora Roberts is what I'm finding. Isn't that crazy? There's at least three interviews that I've done so far where... It's and that's I mean and that's like out of ten interviews is like three of them their first book was a Nora Roberts book isn't that interesting Yeah I mean she's yeah there's a lot going on there But it's like there are so many little charming things about this book that I like even though it's it's pretty dated and everything I always return to it I'm like oh oh Jewels (laughs) of the Sun you were so I look back sometimes at some of the first romances that I was because when I really like dug deep into romance i was reading on kindle and so a lot of those first free mostly free books that i just pilfered from different places are just the worst 
books. <laughs> I mean, they got the job done. I read them. They led me to other books. They served their purpose, but there were some stinkers in there. So it's nice that you could return to this one and at least still have some enjoyment of it. Yeah, it's uh, Nora Roberts is very skilled at putting you in a scene, putting you in a yeah. character. And I'll always be very fond of that. So uh, yeah. Jewels of the Sun, Nora Roberts, if uh, you want to read a book, Put that's one that I, that's what I started with. Oh. And I never looked back. <laughs> so you read a lot of everything, right? Or are you mostly a romance reader? Uh, I read a lot of mm-hmm. everything. I'm currently going through the Wheel of Time oh, series, yeah. which has been... A Based on because you've talked about it a little bit, and your descriptions have not, I'm sorry, made me want to read them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. It's um, basically everyone's like, yeah, it's long. <laughs> oh, it. I, I mean, I can't uh-huh. lie to you. It's yeah. long, and they get oh, longer. No. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm over here reading Mariana Zapata books, so I can't really talk. But like. Uh, they, they, they get longer than Mariana's <laughs> I know. So I'm books. like tapped out, man. My big goal is that I want to finish this series before the show this comes giant? out, right? Yep, before the Amazon Prime show comes and out. You, I think we had talked about some of the castings that they had done for that, and you were pretty happy about them, right? Yeah, because um, I really like diverse yeah. casting. Because. It's like, I'm not going to be mad about, you know, well, I'm going to be a little mad and mm-hmm. steamy, but it's kind of the, I get it, Bumblebart cu- Cucumber Patch <laughs> is, is a fan- he's a fantastic actor, he has a great voice, yes. okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, Eddie Redmayne, all these guys who have like a ton of yeah. fame have a huge backlog, they're very talented. Yeah. And I don't want to like take that away from them, but I want to see new talent. I want to see someone other than white British yeah. dude or white British lady and, or you know whatever. You yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they cast um, Rosamund uh-huh. Pike as mm-hmm. Moraine, Lady Gandalf. Which I love her. She <laughs> um, was for those. This is this is a reference I know because she was in Pride and Prejudice. She was also in yes. James Bond. Which one? She was in a James Bond, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm really just excited mm-hmm. for her to be in there because she's like essentially one of the more famous yeah. people mm-hmm. on this. And I think her casting is perfect. Yeah. And so far, I've been looking at all the other ones. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I'm good with this. Yep, yep. I can see it. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Well, it's kind of funny because I feel like that casting release came out shortly after the Bridgerton casting release. And so there was just a mm-hmm. bunch of crybabies about diversity all over the place. In the romance world and like in in the what would the Wheel of Time world be considered? Science fiction, um, fantasy, science world? fiction, fantasy. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, there's a lot of crybabies about both of those diversity castings, right? Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of people who were like kind of like peeved, but then I saw a lot of people who were just yeah excited that it was yes. being made. Ab- oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> like, because something people have been like, looking forward to it was for a while. I think that <laughs> in in the romance world, people are really excited about the Bridgerton series being made too, because it's like a very yeah, big I'm, romance um, win. I feel series. yeah, you know, like and it's like a, I mean, it's going fairly mainstream, you know, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a monolith. Um, <laughs> I haven't read any of those. I gotta get on it. I haven't either, so... Maybe we should read them together. You would probably go away faster than <laughs> yes. me, but... Yeah, I feel like I should at least read a few, because I'm gonna want to watch the show. I also want to watch The Witcher on Netflix, too, mm. which I don't think that's come out yet, has it? Uh, no, not yet, not yet. If it had, I would... I would <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have friends who played The Witcher yeah. video games, and they... They would tell me. (laughs) I just have a lot of strong feelings about Henry Cavill. So I feel like that might be (laughs) my uh, reason that I'm interested. But it is also very Lord of the Ringsy, you know, in the way that, you know, it's in its. Yeah. I mean, it's fantasy. There's a guy with long white hair. It's basically the same. So I'm probably going to love it. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) 
speaking of Lord uh, of the Rings, I have a question. You have a that, question uh, for me? Okay, go for yes, it. Yes, for Lord of the Rings. Out of all the characters that oh, you know no. of in Lord of the Rings, who is your oh, babe? Um, who is your husband, oh, wife, yeah. or whatever? I'm going to get a name wrong right now. It's the it's the guy who basically like is made of trees. What's his face? Uh, Tom yes, Bombadil? Tom Bombadil's my bae. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, see, my theory is that there are no wrong yeah. answers to this yeah. question because you can make an argument for yeah. anyone. Mine's oh, Aylor, oh, yeah, which kind of standard. Lots of good but... <laughs> feelings about him. So that was a very book answer. Tom Bombadil was one of the characters that I was very, very sad was not in the movies. You're like, I understand yeah, I mean, time yeah, constraints, exactly. pacing, I understand. You got to make a romance in there where get... there wasn't really that much of a romance. You got <laughs> to do some stuff. I just, I had you know, want to get really wasted yes, in the exactly. woods. I had a lot of strong, oh, Legolas feelings. I had a lot mm-hmm. of strong, yeah, Aomer was up there. Uh, that was the, he is gonna kill them orcs and he loves his sister very much exactly (laughs) and he has a he's a hot head hot and (laughs) that always helps i mean if you're played by carl urban that's like i know it's always so sad when i see him in movies and he doesn't have long hair i'm like but come on but i want to run my hands but if you think about it like sometimes i get caught up in this that hair had to be so gross just like in real life It trying to eat, you wouldn't be able to run your fingers through it. It would smell like horses and sweat. It would be basically dreadlocks. Constantly. Yeah. You'd have to really, really maintain. You'd have to really be interested in having sex with him to want to have sex with him. Like (laughs) all the armor, it's so much work to even get to the business. But also, the reward. (laughs) True. Very true. But I think a movie Gimli is one of my favorite parts like all he just did such a great job with all the one-liners Re- oh yeah, Reese yeah, yeah, yeah. Davies. Ja- yes yes anyway what are we talking about again <laughs> <laughs> oh you're reading Questions wheel of, of time there it is <laughs> yes and it's fascinating it's amazing i have so much more yeah. to go and i love all the characters and I'm very excited for the yeah. show. When does um, it come out? Oh, God, I don't year, know. A Pretty year? sure sometime yeah. next year. And then yeah. how many, like, are you on the last book? No, I am on book four out of right now. 15? Out of 14. Oh, God. And, and you're trying to finish them I all? I can do this. Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I haven't. I have encouraged. Are you allowed from to some, read other things? Friends. Okay. Oh yes, okay. absolutely. I was like, oh man. I, I, I make sure out. to. Uh, I make sure to split up my yeah. reading. You know, it's like Wheel of Time, romance. Do you uh, read more than one book at a time? Um, because I can't, and I'm always like curious as to how it works for people. If I do, I try to make it as different as possible so that way i don't Mm -hmm. get things confused so i don't mix my fantasy with my fantasy or sci-fi with sci-fi i go with all right here's my hardcore fantasy and here's something very grounded in the real world like uh i'm gonna read about the history of the um alandalusian empire yeah (laughs) and uh i'm gonna read about granada Mm -hmm. spain yeah (laughs) like that's the sort of thing I will try to do so that way I don't get things mixed uh, up. So how did you find the podcast after finding after being oh, a romance I, forever? And... I was just looking around, looking around, and I thought, you know, I like books. I like listening to people talk mm-hmm. about books, recommend mm-hmm. books, um, and I like romance. Why not look for romance yeah. podcasts? And I was like, I'm just going to try out a bunch of different ones and see which one I like. And I found Heaving Bosoms. They were like eight episodes okay. in. And I started with episode one. This was before episode one yeah. got taken down. So I started just uh, listening and I loved the mm-hmm. banter, the chemistry, just like kind of a sense of irreverency yeah. or it's like, look, we're not professionals, yeah. but we're going to talk about this and things that yeah. we love and things that we hate and, you know, just really talk. And I was like, this is really relaxing. Yeah. Like I could just relax and listen to people be really passionate yes. about something 
And so I just started listening and I didn't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of I think once I think everyone kind of starts listening, if they if they aren't like I know that Aaron uh, referenced like the people that were there for the Sarah J. Moss books that they are like not interested in hanging around for the long shot because they're just interested in the one thing. But if anyone ever like attaches to the banter, they're sucked in. Right. Because that's really what the podcast is all about. It's the chemistry between the two people. How do you feel about being on a completely unprofessional podcast right now? I'm having a lot okay. of fun, actually. So. <laughs> Good. Then it's working. <laughs> That's the whole point of this. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, did you ever have like a funny like listening to um, the Red podcast story or anything like that? Um, my funny story is actually kind of how I got the the Clippy yeah. moniker. Yeah. <laughs> For the, yeah. the Facebook um, group, If anyone has which, ever uh, used Microsoft Office circa 2000, 2000? 2000 to 2006? Um, might have been a little maybe? earlier because okay. I, I remember, yeah, it's like early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, it, there was a paperclip cartoon. And if you did something wrong, not wrong, it, but if they had a helpful tip, they would tap on the monitor and be like, dink, dink, over here. <laughs> it seems you're yeah. having trouble with blah blah blah. Do you? Did want you realize me to blah, you spelled blah, blah. this wrong? Um, I. Yeah, it, was, it was very condescending oh. and horrible. And smug. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, actually, so essentially, you have mentioned that I did I did mm-hmm. fencing. Um, I did a lot of stage combat throughout high school and college because I was in drama. Um, I got really really into fencing and dueling. Okay. And not because of, like, oh, I want to see all the violence and everything, but it was because I was genuinely like, why did people do this? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of fell down this rabbit hole of, for ages and ages, still get sucked yeah. in all the time of, like, why do people duel? Why did they do this? What was the culture? All of that. So when they read Sarah McLean's <laughs> Nine Rules to Break when romancing a rake, and they talked about dueling and they had questions – I I had a moment walking the dog like <gasps> it's me. I'm the listener. I'm I've the one who knows about this. this. I'm the moment. only one. <laughs> My time to shine. <laughs> and I was like, I I I realized like I might be the only listener who has like a passion yeah. for this and really knows. And then I spent like three days agonizing over writing an email. Yeah. Because all the self-doubt and the like, you know, my absolute fears of I don't want to sound like a condescending yeah. ass. I don't want to sound like a yeah. clippy being like, me, yeah. me, me, me. it seems like you have no idea what you're talking about. Remember what <laughs> you said, Julie? You. <laughs> Did you actually mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, I, but I finally was like, you know what? They can ignore mm-hmm. me if, if I write an email. They don't have yeah. to read it. I'll just. I'll put it there. If they were genuinely asking a question and they really wanted now they to know. know, I'll give them some answers. And then I got just the sweetest email back from Melody of like, oh, yeah, we read your email. That's really cool. Do you want us to like read it out loud on our anniversary episode? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. oh, okay. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> they 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 uh-huh. liked it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's new. <laughs> I, I was like absolutely convinced no one was going to be interested yeah. or care about that kind of thing. But uh, apparently yeah. people do. <laughs> people love facts, you know, especially if they don't have to do the work to find the facts. You know what I mean? I love finding out facts, really especially if I don't have to find them myself. I feel like there's a lot of things that this that could be the answer to this question. But like, what are you the most passionate about right now? Okay. And there's a million yeah. things I could talk about. Um, dogs. Yes. Cats, I want to talk about uh, dogs. <laughs> plants. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Plants. But the thing that I am very passionate about and that I don't often get to talk about because it's very hard to find other people who will admit uh-huh. to it. <laughs> but I might as well because it's yeah. the cult. This is a safe um, space. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It will be. Uh, it always will be. <laughs> <laughs> Fan fiction, fandom, 
and like the intersectionality yeah. of that, of like all of these spaces on the yeah. internet. And for those who have absolutely no idea, that's I write me. A ton that's of this fanfic. person that you're talking to. I did not know <laughs> fanfiction existed before the cult. For reals. Yeah, I I write so mm-hmm. much. Um, that is one of the things that I love to do. And because in particular, I write a lot of fic for a very niche pairing. Okay. Very Are niche you going to tell me what it is? Or is it a secret? Oh, God. You don't have to. Um, the thing is that I know that there are people in the cult who play the video <gasps> game that I that these characters are in. And it's a very divisive <laughs> ship. <laughs> okay. I can uh, leave it at that. You know what? Fuck Let's it. Let's do it. I'm going to say Let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So I write a lot of fic for the Dragon Age franchise. Okay. So video games, books, comic books, all that. Um, There's probably like an animated cartoon somewhere in there. Um, But in particular, I like writing for the video game Dragon Age 2. And I like writing Fenris Anders. Which this is your character that you said every male hero's voice sounds like this person, right? Yes. Yeah. Every character sounds male hero sounds like Fenris because Gideon Emery has an amazing voice. Right. I don't, I'm going to look it up um, after this because I feel like I need to know. Oh, good. Yeah, it's uh, I remember describing it kind of as like it's a little gravelly. Perfect. It's very yes. dark, um, a little aristocratic. Okay. Yeah, like snobby, maybe. Yeah. A little bit. And it's so interesting when it comes to the character of Fenris, who uh, he mm-hmm. was a slave. He's part of a minority race. He's an elf. Um he was enslaved. Horrible things happened to him. And he's illiterate. Mm-hmm. But he comes off as this very aristocratic, incredible diplomat amazing. who has all kinds of amazing yeah. skills. And he's one of my favorite characters because there's such a dichotomy where he is very elegant. He is full of rage and resentment and justified for being angry about what happened yes. to him. But at the same time, he has like this really dry sense of humor and sarcasm and he's just kind of um people are always like oh he's always brooding and dark but he actually laughs mm. a lot and he's a very interesting character that you just you dig really deep and you're just like wow there's just more and more things to think about with do Venice. you ever like go and- if only you were a real human being <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> i mean it's kind of nice that he's not because it, yeah it's the trauma that a real person would have gone well, through. Well, that's true. Horrifying. But- yeah. And then there's Anders, who's another horribly traumatized character. Everybody in Dragon Age 2 is traumatized. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he is essentially like the other side of the Fenris mm-hmm. coin, where bad things happen to him and all of that, he's full of rage and resentment, and you understand why. He's very sarcastic and humorous and kind of likes to shove off things by um, just being like, ha ha ha, fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. constantly, and making jokes, being a bit of yeah. a dick. And So where Fenris have... is a little bit more dry, a little bit more sneaky with his humor, Anders is a, a little more like, up front. Of kind of style a little bit yeah that's sort of like the Mm -hmm. dynamic and the thing is in the canon they hate each other and they never come to like a resolution in real life whenever (laughs) those strong feelings are there there's just something waiting underneath you know yeah and i i always feel like these are two characters who if they stopped for a moment and actually Mm -hmm. listened to each other and listened past like the sharp words and like the being dicks because Anders is always picking fights with Fenris and Fenris is like, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and like very sarcastic and just kind of like brushes him off in a very aristocratic, yeah. like, yeah, whatever. F you too. But um, if they just stopped and they listened to each other, they could have been an amazing, amazing yeah, couple. Absolutely. <laughs> and 
that is the ship that I ship Amazing. because these are two characters who are so much the side, two sides of the same coin where if they just listened, yeah. if they just listened, they could have had I've something. I've DNF'd so you many had romances from that same reason. If you just had one conversation, this would have been fixed <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's like the pairing that I, I write so much fanfic for. And what's weird is that even though it's a very divisive ship and people can be really, really nasty online, mm-hmm. um, I have made a lot of friends like all around the world because we all think that these two characters should bang it out. Yeah, absolutely. I have found that like I hardly ever have like an original idea. You know what I mean? Where if, like if I'm feeling this way then somebody else also feels this way. You know what I mean? Oh, there's absolutely. A, there's like whatever the feeling is, you know what I mean? It, it's like other people are doing that same thing and I'm not alone in whatever feeling that is, whether it's this or something super serious or something funny or whatever. If anybody who thinks that like a joke is inappropriate, there's like 16 other people out there that are like, yeah, but it's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that is the the one that I do and I'm sure that people will just be like any anyone who's played Dragon Age 2 is just gonna be like what are you <laughs> on <laughs> like are you mm-hmm. crazy and the answer is yeah, probably yes absolutely but so are other people yeah but I have written a lot of fanfic <laughs> so okay so Blair talked to me a little bit about like because there was literally I think a moment in our interview where I was like but fanfic what is it and how is it and do you where do you do it and so are you on like a forum or are you writing this like in a document and then publishing it somewhere or not that you need to share where uh, it's being published I'm just saying like how does it get done I won't share my yeah. screen name that's what I'll do but um the community that I talk with it's both on Tumblr and on okay. Discord or essentially I saw all these that all these people yeah met virtual as you meet yeah people on we've, the internet, we've met as you in do quotations. virtual meeting mm-hmm. yes <laughs> but um like pretty much all these people were on tumblr you get on a private discord with all these people make like a discord mm-hmm. group and that's where you talk about mm-hmm. these things and then i'll write up my whatever i'm doing on google docs and i'll publish it on archive of okay. our own hugo award winning archive of our these own. are words that i don't know what they mean but i support it there it's a is it like uh, um what's the other one yes Wattpad. is that similar yeah it's similar archive of our own is a gigantic fan fiction oh, okay. archive that kind of like on mm-hmm. the internet that kind of like um when other archives go down when other places like are like okay we're banning all oh. of this archive of our own will come in and kind of give those stories a home and there's all kinds of stuff and um pretty much it won a hugo award for being this amazing multimedia Uh place where people can contribute to fandom through fan fiction and sort of keep that alive because there are people in the world, the Anne, the Anne Rices of the world, who get very, mm-hmm. very mad when you dare to write about Lestat yeah. and go sue Happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Archive of Our Own has lawyers and stuff yeah. that do fundraising. So that way it's like, you can't do that because this is public use. Yeah. They're not making yeah, money Yeah, it's just free stuff. It. But that's how franchises yeah. and, and like – and. And fans are created when they're allowed to, you know what I mean? When they build this franchise into something, they can't wait to see what the next part of the story happens in a book or a comic book or a movie. They can't wait for that next segment to be released because it may build something of their own story in it. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's only beneficial to franchises for places like this to exist. I mean, some people like to look down their noses at fanfic mm. writers. It's true, because they're just like, oh, you're just working off of other people's work, which uh, let's uh, rewind. Yeah, Everyone there's is working no original. Off of other people's we just work. talked about it. There's no original thoughts. You know what I mean? As Newton, yeah, as Newton famously said, I stand upon the shoulders yeah, of giants. Yeah, exactly. And you can't say, like, 
all of my thoughts were created in a bubble. My thought is pure and original. I mean, my God, we just, I just rambled about how Wheel of Time is not really Tolkien-esque, but I was able to go through archetypes and say these characters Because it's how you characters. relate your story, like how you, you use things that people know about to describe characters to people so that they can relate to them, right? Yeah, it's... um. Communication yeah. is key. And sometimes you use examples and you're like, hey, what about this? Yeah. What about this? Like you try to give you give someone an idea of Absolutely. what something is. And I mean, this, um, also, I like to say like fanfic is a really great way to explore writing. And like you're like, OK, I have a framework like who these characters yeah. are. And I can delve in deep and like really start working on things and become a better writer by practicing this way. I think fan fiction is good. I think people should read more. I think people should write more. You can find something for anything. And if you can't find it, you can write it. (laughs) Because you know someone someone wants to read it. What was your first fanfic that you wrote? If you don't mind sharing. Oh, gosh. Um. I mean, if we're going to be really technical, it was never published because I yeah. was 10. I, I don't care. Uh, yeah. It's probably in a notebook somewhere, buried in a closet or the attic or something like that. But I started writing a story, a Harry Potter mm-hmm. story, in which, you know, you have your original OC, Do Not Steal. Uh-huh. And um, you just essentially, I was like, I, I want to be that kid who goes to Hogwarts. I just want it so bad. And that was like the first one. I barely remember it, but I know that was the very first one. So it was like an antsy going to Hogwarts story? Oh my gosh. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) I I was not a kid that like was convinced I was going to get my Hogwarts letter, but I was definitely that kid that was like, you just have to believe and then wizards will show themselves to you. Because you're like, I'm, I'm not a normal muggle. I'm a cool muggle. Like that kind of a, you know what I mean? Yes. I'm, I'm the cool one. <laughs> um, and what are your current lady loves? All right. So my big current lady love is watching like really relaxing YouTube mm-hmm. videos. And the one in particular that I want to shout out is uh, June's okay. Kitchen. It's a cooking kind of show. This Japanese man is a pretty handsome mm-hmm. June. Um, he has a wife. His wife is gorgeous and so sweet. They're really funny, and um, they they have their own separate channel too. It's a uh, Rachel and June, and they have three adorable wow. cats. I'm sold. And June June cooks mm-hmm. food, and uh, the cats watch, <laughs> and it's just peaceful and lovely and everything that is if it makes you feel like the world can't be a terrible place because there's this charming man who cooks while his cat watches and he takes his cats to the grocery store um i'm i'm clicking in the background because um there's a my husband watches a japanese um furniture making channel um oh. and he has a small dog that is constantly in his furniture shop with him. Oops, hold on, sounds playing. Oh. Um and it's called Ishitani and I think you would like it. It is very soothing. It is he will make a complete piece of furniture in the whole episode and he uses all of his grandfather's old tools. Oh, that sounds it's, wonderful. I'll send you a link to it. It's yeah, so it's called Ishitani and he will make things like in pretty much like mid-century style, but usually it's all old school Japanese techniques and it's amazing. And I think so oh, I good. cannot wait to watch June's Kitchen because I love cooking videos and you add a cat in there and I'm not sure you could have picked a more perfect show for me. And are you ready for the lightning round? Are okay, you sure? I'm ready. I'm going to mix up Absolutely. the order of the questions. Okay. Uh, this one wasn't on there. Is that okay? Oh, boy. Okay. okay. What advice would you give to your, uh, like, younger self? Don't be afraid to be oh, wrong. Oh, that is great advice. Because pretty much I would be so paralyzed in fear of being wrong that I would never okay. talk. And that was, like, part of the shyness where I was like, 
everyone knows that I'm the smart one. I have to say something smart and witty yeah. and clever yeah. and right and correct. And the thing is that that was so isolating. Yeah. So it's it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to say, huh, I didn't know that. And it's absolutely okay to like speak up and like ask a question. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll you'll never know what will happen. Um, <laughs> and sometimes something very I think that's good happen. advice for my 33 year old self. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I'm glad that I could help. <laughs> Are you an Aaron or a Melody? I think I'm more of an Aaron. What do you think? Why do you think so? So, um, I can be very bubbly, like mm-hmm. Melody, and very passionate about things, sort of like I will speak loud and proud about it, but. I know that I am very practical yeah. where like Aaron, where I'm like, okay, here's my structure. Here's my argument. Here's my defense of everything I love. And I have it all mm-hmm. prepared in case you need me to pull out that card. <laughs> it's like, ha, huh, I pulled out my trap card. <laughs> but I would also be really sad yes, if I like prepared myself for this whole trap and then it didn't come. And then you'd be like, excuse me, but I just need to tell you all these reasons why I think this way. <laughs> It's like, excuse me, have you heard the good word? Uh, And, well, yes, listener, that was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. (laughs) Oh, man. There have been a lot of references that are um, just first-time references for me today. And I am so excited to just Google them after this interview. It's going to be really... Oh, God. I'm going to really just go down... I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. What have I done? It's like, oh, God, you're going to learn... You're going to learn all like anime. Oh, I think I already knew that. <laughs> Didn't I know that already? Yes. Duh. Probably. I did I did talk about yes. Yuri on Ice. <laughs> yeah. I already knew this. Um, okay. Good, I'm not. A, I'm not. It's not. A, it, it wasn't. Uh, even if it was a surprise, it'd still be great. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite smell? Okay. Um, I love... Okay, there's it's like really particular. Yeah. Um coffee beans okay. but like roasted with pinyon. Okay. Nuts. What okay, like I was like, nut. can you talk to me about what a it's, pinion nut is? <laughs> it's a pine nut that is particularly in like the southwest region okay, of the United which States. Is, yes, okay. Yeah, okay. Where, I was where I, I almost was and, like, um, which is where you live. But I then I was like, wait, yes. does she want people to know where she lives? <laughs> They yeah. kind of vaguely the know. desert. <laughs> they yeah, live in the desert. So. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's roasted in particular with that, and smelling that coffee is just so. I feel good. like I need well, so like, like roasting <gasps> coffee and Linda's coffee smells in general are one of my favorite smells too. I sure I would love that's it. A good Cinnamon smell. candles is one of my favorite smells of all time. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good smell. It's like instantly <laughs> takes you to a place, right? That is a place. Yeah, it's not always certain... like Christmas for me either. It's like just like a happiness place. Cinnamon candles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah certain smells just mm-hmm. put you mm-hmm. in a place, in a time. And a if you were going to bing bong, bing boom bong something, what would it be? All right. Bing bong, boom, bong, <laughs> bird click, bird click, chirp, chirp. <laughs> Understand that. History is a vast, inaccurate story, and it's very, very, very hard to say that something is a fact. Even dates can okay, be wrong. Okay, wait, we got to make this more concise. <laughs> Bing, how about how does Bing Boom Bong dates could be wrong with with Anne? <laughs> yes, that, that'll work. Bing Boom Bong history is vague. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go have an existential crisis. <laughs> facts are not facts. <laughs> it's perfect. Nothing is true. <laughs> Down is up. Welcome to existentialism in here in, in history. Um, do you have a favorite trope? Oh boy, uh, do I? I even have a little enamel pen that has my favorite <gasps> trope on it. Mutual pining. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good. I I can even like track down the moment where I was like, yep, I love this. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't in a romance book. It was in a video oh, yeah? game. Uh, it was, oh gosh, it was Final Fantasy 2. Uh-huh. And 
it's so weird because it's like not even really a romance, but um, so it's this character that you run into and he dies tragically and he's just like, uh, pretty much like tell my fiance that I was thinking of her. And then he's like, no, wait, she probably doesn't want to hear that. And then what? he dies. Yeah. And then, uh, she like, you, you see his fiance and, uh, she's like, what, what happened? And, um, he, there's it's like yeah he, he died honorably here's the information he died to give everybody and um it's just like did did he say anything else and you oh, lie no. you tell him, her no and she's like oh i see and just that little scene is like you get it where they're both they were both in love with each other but they never but they said it and what? they pretty much uh, pretty much what they said like because what the guy says is just like i don't want to burden her with the thoughts of a dying hmm. man that's really tragic and yeah it's so tragic will you write it's me so a fanfic where he pining. doesn't die and then they get together and then it's all happy endings i could do it <laughs> i could try no one likes final fantasy too i could do it <laughs> and that's why i only read romance scott lives <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> um, there, there, it worked out. Uh, they get married and are in love with each other at the end. Um, what is your favorite carb? So my favorite carb, uh, pao de queijo, which is a uh, cheese bread. It's a uh, Brazilian. We've talked dish. about this. My mom makes it. Yes, and mm. it is. She has given me the recipe. What she has kind of cheese? It a dozen times. Uh, my mom uses okay. Parmesan. Other people use cheddar. It's it varies, but my mom uses Parmesan. It's tapioca mm-hmm. starch, uh, eggs, milk, <laughs> um, all the good things. You mix it together. The dough's supposed to be kind of mm-hmm. sticky, like and, a brioche. Uh, and you bake it. Yeah, you bake it into little balls that are golden brown and the ideal texture for me. Other people might like it differently. Crunchy on the outside, chewy on the watering. inside. Eat it hot and drink yeah. a beer. Sounds and like a great perfect. night. Carbs, 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 yes. carbs. <laughs> carbs, carbs, carbs. <laughs> um, okay, I have one more interesting question. If you were okay. going to dispense one condiment out of your belly button, what would it be? I had a lot I know, of deep we thoughts talked about, about it earlier. This. It's, a, it's yes. a tricky one. It's a very tricky one. So there's a lot of options, very yes. good options. But in the end, I decided... On balsamic vinegar. All right. Give me your thoughts. And There's thoughts that went into it. I want to hear them. This was the key part because I like balsamic mm-hmm. vinegar. I like to mix it with olive oil to like as a dressing sure. for yes. salads. I use it for cooking mm-hmm. all the time. But the key part was that if I could spray it with <laughs> my belly button, I could have the greatest gory <laughs> scenes. And if you can't, like, if you can't be super dramatic and like act like you're in a Kurosawa <laughs> film and you've been stabbed and you're spraying things everywhere, then yeah, what's exactly. The point? If you're gonna dispense something, I, well, so I'm gonna dispense ketchup. So I could do that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just figured that like the really dark color of balsamic vinegar, yeah. like blackish brown color would be really, really like dramatic kind of creepy yes. and dramatic. It really show mm-hmm. up well against yeah. anything. And so it would just like you have this beautiful fountain of balsamic yeah. vinegar. And you could have like these dramatic death yeah. scenes. Absolutely. I think great. that's I think that's great logic. I like that it, food was also involved. Maybe not the number one thought process but also there somewhere <laughs> definitely not yeah but it was it yes. was purely the drama Absolutely. of uh being able to pretend i was stabbed and then have a kurosawa yes. fountain of balsamic vinegar spray everywhere um, amazing it's i love beautiful. it i can't can't believe it's over it was so fun <laughs> i had a really yeah. good time and it definitely felt a little weird to talk about how much fanfic yeah. that I write. But also, I'm very interested to read what other people think. Yeah. So, um, Maybe everybody writes fanfics. We should talk. Maybe I'm the only one that yeah, doesn't we, know we what fanfic is. <laughs> uh, I could definitely find you something. I would know. I could guarantee it. Like, I just didn't... It never even... And I think part of it is because, like, I don't have a writer brain. So, like, 
uh, I think I, Blair and I talked about this because Blair started writing doing fanfic. And um, mm-hmm. and so like in my brain, it was like, hey, you have this ending that you didn't like in a story or the storyline was not what you wanted. And in my brain, I was like, shucks. And then every, like other <laughs> people's like, oh, brains, well, it's darn. like, well, I want to write that my own way. It would be much better if it did this, this and this. And then like you create it and it totally makes sense. It's just not at all like what my brain did ever still doesn't still does not do it i just stop reading books i I have i've (laughs) i have definitely uh started writing fanfic yeah absolutely like hey let's go fuck this up i gotta fix it absolutely yeah i mean once again my favorite ship i felt that the canon material had not done them justice and i was like you know what they're lovers justice for generous did I say his name right? Yes. Yes, Fenris I did get it right. Nice. Yeah. It's the Fenris, like Fenris yeah. Wolf. Yes, and, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. The the shipper name is Fenders. Oh, like Fender Bender nice. or Fender Guitars. Nice. I like that. You guys so, got to have a catchy name. Um, yeah. If you could come up with a cute name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, it's easier to sell. Well, this was awesome. I'm so glad. I actually, I expected to learn a lot. And I did learn a lot and I can't wait. And that's one of the best things about being friends with you is that I get to learn things <laughs> all the time. But again, not in a way where I feel like I'm dumb. You never make me feel like I'm dumb, which is amazing. Um, so thank you for that, Anne. Uh, that's mm-hmm. really good. I'm glad that you learned <laughs> things. I had good. a lot of fun talking about whatever came yeah. into my head. <laughs> so if you are a listener out there and you want to be interviewed on this podcast, you can contact me. Anne and I contacted through Facebook Messenger. I had her fill out a questionnaire called the uh, Ask a Badass Podcast Anal Prep Box. Um, <laughs> and uh, that questionnaire came back to me and we scheduled something and that's really as easy as it is. So anyway, if you're interested, you can send an email to askabadasspod at gmail.com. You can send a message over Facebook Messenger, and then we could have you on the pod. Thank you so much, Anne. It was so fun. All right. Well, you guys, keep being a badass. And love yourself. As much as you love heaving bosoms. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.